When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracos. Today I'm joined by Greg. How are you, Greg? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. How are you doing, Obi? I'm good, man. All good. I'm joined by Harold. How are you, Harold? I'm all right, you know. I'm okay. I'm I'm excited to get an escape from football because it's, it's it's definitely driving me mad at the moment. So yeah, man, not yeah, bad, not bad. Yeah, can't relate, but you know. Uh, and I'm joined by Shaq. How are you, Shaq? Better than Harold. My team is good in football, but basketball, boy, boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Um, before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Did any of you see the video of um? Uh, like a compilation of LeBron singing along to songs that he doesn't know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what did he do? What did he oh do? What did he do? He's like, um, that shit crazy. Yeah, but that, but dude, that was it. Is hip hop historian LeBron? In other words, the half the songs he's singing along to. He's a character, man. It's almost as bad as. It's almost as bad as him carrying that. Was it the Malcolm X book during the bubble? That's so embarrassing. I love LeBron, yeah, but he's so corny. It's horrible. Yeah, he can be. He can be. He can and sometimes be. you just have to mum the words. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you say it wrong the first time, you learn it the next time. That's what he's Shaq's defending LeBron. You know, it's basketball. I know, I know. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. <laughs> Shaq is fully, fully like LeBron's defense team. Like, on, you, you know what? You know what about Brad though? Yeah. When you record it, it's, it's not like it's live. Like you, exactly. can, you can look at it. So man watched it and said, yeah, I like this. Let me put it out. Oh, one of them was IG Live. One of them was IG Live. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. You see that um, six, like black, whatever you want to call him. He yeah. quoted it and said, he had me thinking what, that my relics were wrong, that I got my yeah. relics. <laughs> That's the influence that LeBron has, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, Bron's, Bron's, Bron's a funny guy, man. To say He's the least, funny guy. Okay. So talking from LeBron to a former teammate of LeBron, Kyrie Irving has decided to come back from his seven-game absence and return to the Brooklyn Nets squad. Uh, he had a couple of things to say, basically talking about how he wants to build a culture in Brooklyn that's bigger than a championship, um, including like being uh, bigging up the community and things like that. Um, he's still also talking about you know things to do politically. He was seen on a we said last week he was seen on a, a Zoom call with a candidate for one of the boroughs of Brooklyn to be a representative for one of the boroughs of Brooklyn. Um, so he's proper going into this whole political, uh, life's bigger than basketball. Um, we have to think about other things outside of the sport. So what do you guys think about uh, the things that he said and his absence from the team? It's open discussion. Anyone can join. 
Um, yeah, yeah. He also released, a, um, or I think one of his teammates said that he's gone around and spoken to his teammates all individually and explained like the reason for his absence. So I don't think we'll ever hear like Kyrie's side of his absence, like from his lips, like him talking to the media or whatever. Um, but it's good that he's talked to his teammates about it. Um, it's good that he's back. And I think that, you know, it's very easy today to kind of forget, you know, things very quickly. Um, mm. But I think that he is actually taking a prolonged approach when it comes to like the Black Lives Matters and community stuff, which I think is, is good. Yeah, I think for me, what I like about it is he addressed like people questioning his love of the game and like how people were saying he just needs to retire or he's not motivated, his head's not in it, he's a clown. And he literally said, like, I was down and devoted for the game before it was anything to do with media and press. So, like, questioning him that, but we all know that Kyrie is a bit different in terms of his mentality and how he views things and how he deals with things. Mm. So, like, again, for me, it's always good to see Kyrie play basketball. I missed watching him play basketball. Mm. But, like, again, it's, it's annoying to see him doing more actions three weeks after we was literally saying we're waiting for Kyrie to do something stupid. So, yeah. I'm so, Harold, Harold, before I come to you, I just want to read out the quotes that uh, Kyrie said. So, he said, the fans out there, I want to apologise to them as well. My commitment has always been to bring something special to Brooklyn. It wasn't just a championship. It was unity, equality, just bigger things than just the game itself. It took quite a while for, took quite a while and quite a few valleys to get home initially. And I'm back. I'm happy to be back. We've got some great pieces and we just move on. And I let my actions and my game speak for itself like I planned on doing. I just needed a pause. And then he also said, with everything going on, well, politically, socially, like I said, it's hard to ignore. He said, I want to make a change daily. There are so many oppressed communities, so many things going on that are bigger than just ball at the rim. For me, like I said, it's just the balance of it. So I'm grateful to unify with others. And that's all I tried to do. And on the court, the same way, just play with a smile, leave something that I've felt very dear to my heart with this game. And whatever my legacy is after that, as a person, that's all I really care about. Okay. Um, fantastic PR team, Kyrie Evan, I have to say. Um, <laughs> it sounds it sounds it sounds well written. Look, I have I have no malice against against Kyrie. Like I I, I know Shaq's rolling his eyes, but honestly, I got no malice against him. I actually stuck up for him quite quite a bit, even before his stint in Brooklyn. However, his his record of absence does is is quite shocking. Scary. I think now it is it is now to where he's he's missed twice as many games as he's played, which which is which is which is kind of crazy. Um, I think we all knew that there was some sort of social social justice equality issue as to why Kyrie was out the team. However, when you don't actually tell anyone, especially like your coach, so Steve Nash, Dan Tony, you don't tell anyone. Um, mm. they come down press conferences and they're not backing you. And then we and then we also see you at a party not wearing a mask. It's, it mm. it creates a bad look. So I think all of that c- coupled against him, it's like yo, Kyrie's up to his shenanigans again. But obviously, he comes out and makes a statement. Well done. All I'm saying is, bro, we get that you need a break. Life is way bigger than basketball. Absolutely. Just mm. tell us, my guy. Like, just just let people mm. know. Like. I know you don't like the media, but I mean, at least tell your teammates, my guy. Like they can't. <laughs> like what's that? What, like what's going on? Like that's 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 my only point in that regard. Look, Kyrie, do keep doing your thing. Like keep keep doing what you got to do. Um, obviously we'll be talking about how he fits in with Harden and um KD at a later date and um in, in a special coming up soon. But yeah, on just uh just the mentality and the personal level, Kyrie, look, just just chat to us, my guy. Look, I want to back you, but just give me reason to back you. That's all. Do you think that um? Do you think that um, Nash and D'Antoni should have maybe protected him a little bit? But yes. by coming out and saying, oh, yeah. yeah, we don't know where he is. We don't know what's going on. That kind of 
makes him not out to be the villain, but you kind of look towards him to think, well, like, what's he doing kind of thing? Whereas if they come out and said, oh, yeah, we know what's going on. It's something personal, blah, 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 blah. Then it kind of protects him a little bit, saves him a bit of scrutiny, which you want to do for your, one of your star players, I would think. They could have, but they only had to do that because they didn't have any information. Yeah. And I think they, they, they don't seem like the type of guys that can just lie on the spot and make it seem convincing. Mm. Um, should though, so. like, <laughs> man. Like, it, it was, he came out, even even I was like, I was like, you know, okay, I was like, my, my, even my boy, who's like, he's, I don't know, he's, he's he has some weird agenda against Kyrie. Like, he's like, well, Nash said that. Hey, relax, my guy. Like, hey, what's going to do? It basically looked like he just threw him under the bus. Like, mm. I mean, I mean, even if you genuinely know nothing at all, like you just blag it. It's like you, you know when you're with your like you know when you're around your, your boys and then you're you're, you're tight with one of your boys' girls and then and then one of your boys' girls asks you, oh, do you know where so and so is? These mm. times you can have no idea. Be like, yeah, yeah, we're just, we're just chilling around mine. Like, okay, hey, calm. I, I can't relate. I know some of you guys can relate, <laughs> but I can't relate. That's Greg. That's a that's a that's a real friend right there. Harold. Yeah, that's unbelievable, unbelievable, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I hear that. Um, okay. So, moving on from Kyrie, I uh, just wanted to quickly talk about um, Adam Silver saying that the NBA is discussing taking uh, like a, a group, the group of players and all taking the COVID-19 vaccine as like a public service announcement for the rest of America, in particular the African-American community who, if we're going by things that are going on in the UK, are quite sceptical of any vaccine that's coming out at the minute. So I just want to know what you guys what you guys thought about that open discussion. Is it their responsibility to kind of uh, be leaders in that in that sense for our community? No. Like for me, I I'd say no. I'll date back to when Charles Barkley said, "Like I'm not a role model. I'm literally just a human being. I play basketball. I'm an entertainer. I get it. When it comes to something as political as a vaccine and etc., I feel like if a player wants the vaccine, they might deserve priority." to get in it seen as they play a sport to entertain people. So if they want it, they should get it ahead of certain other classes of people as well. But in terms of, hey, we need to get a group of you to come and take it so that people are influenced to take it. I'm not, I'm not really comfortable with that as a requirement, so to speak. If there's a bunch of players that want that say, hey, we all want to take it. We should, we could do it as a movement and like display it and go ahead by all means be an influencer in that kind of sense. But to then say to make an example and influence people without the cons, I'd say the consent of saying that they wanted to do it first. Nah, I'm not really down for that. I'm really down for yeah. that. Yeah, it does seem a bit weird to try and market healthcare, which is essentially what that, what that kind of, yeah, you can wrap up and, and say it, it means kind of that. I do agree with, with Shaq in the sense that I do think players should get it ahead of certain other groups, um, especially in times where the majority of people are being told if your job isn't essential, then work from home and then these guys are technically still being asked to work and it's really for our entertainment uh, and you know George Hill said a couple of days ago like if if this is so bad then you know why are we even playing kind of thing um, and then to go on to your point about um, African Americans or black people kind of being skeptical of taking the vaccine not to kind of detour too much but I do think there is a, a history of like vaccines or medicine being trialed on, uh, on black people okay. and so it is kind of understandable why some uh, why some black people, especially older, are kind of like, well, wait a second, we don't want to be the, the oh, first yeah. to try this vaccine. And yeah. I think if you guys have seen that clip on social media of the Jamaican president or mayor or someone of power saying like, 
we'll let all the big countries take the vaccine first and then we'll take the vaccine, mm. you know, once we see the, the side effects and ramifications of it. So, yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, yeah and just to, just to continue on from, from Greg, I think yeah, that's the point I was going to make. There is a, there's a history of, of um, like, a disconnect of trust between, between Black people and powers that be. From from even way before our times, like even even just aside from vaccines, it's just like this. The pe- generally people, black people feel oppressed in America, rightly so. So mm. you, you you can imagine like there would be all kinds of skeptics and 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 cynical mindsets going into as opposed as going into actually taking a vaccine. They're like, okay, what's really in this? Are they trying to track us? Are they trying to do this and that? It may sound outrageous, but because of what's gone on before, you, you can understand why that they feel that kind of way. And Derek Favors for um for Utah Jazz. I remember he spoke um for a for a report in December. He was saying how he doesn't like personally. He was like, I'm staying away from that kind of stuff. Like he doesn't he doesn't really want to mess around these kind of vaccines. And and those were and his his reasons were were what exactly what Greg was talking about. And it goes to show that even though it's amongst black people, don't get it twisted. All because you're being paid millions, there's still black people, which is the majority mm. of the NBA. So they're still mm. going to be like, you know what? I'm good. Like I'm not gonna really entertain this. Even Chris Paul was talking about it in um. Obviously, he's the he's the head of the the player association. He was talking about it in December as well, and he was saying how um well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the fact that you can make it compulsory, I'm not sure all about. I'm not sure about that. So yeah. they basically already been like, mm, I'm not really on that kind of hype. Do you and think another that thing this... that's gonna? Oh, sorry. Go okay. ahead. I'll say. Do you think that this? I'm trying to think of it in like a UK perspective. Do you think this would even work? Like if a load of athletes, a load of black athletes go out and get the vaccine, I feel like the commu- black community are not smarter, but they wouldn't be, that wouldn't convince them autom- automatically to be like, oh yeah, let's get let's get the vaccine because you know I don't know Theo Walcott's got it. Like, <laughs> but I, <don't. laughs> like, I just feel like it's a really simplistic. Um, attempt to try and yeah you, you know you know that's actually a funny point i mean i'm not getting a vaccine because tim hardaway jr has got a vaccine do you know what like, i mean <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to be honest like i mean if you're not looking at you have to look at the bigger names like i mean mm. if you can get Kyrie take a vaccine that is mm. insane to me because mm. i think lbj is always going to do his thing like he's the face of the nba like he's always people have like people have some mad um conspiracy theories about about lebron james and the white house and stuff like that it's mental but Kyrie, mm. he looks like the most outspoken the most against the man guy in the nba i think if you really want some sort of like um inroads made on, on the vaccine front you, you get Kyrie to take it man yeah. They need to make some uh, vaccine colorway themed Jordans. <laughs> That's how many people <laughs> take the vaccine. <laughs> you can see people queuing for it that, that way. Pfizer freeze. I got them vaccine sevens, boy. <laughs> vaccine sevens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's jokes. Uh, yeah, I do think it's a very half-hearted attempt to try and convince the community to, you know, embrace the vaccine more than we already have. But, you know. Yeah, I've, I, I think just to sum up, I do think it'll be it's. It's difficult already to make people take um, vaccines, but to make it compulsory, I think you're, mm. I think you're, fi- you're fine to lose in battle, man. Like these, like these NBA players, they're, they're smarter than that, man. They're smarter than that, and we, and we saw from the bubble, like we're not. That's it's just not happening. You can't make it mandatory. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cool. So moving on uh, to the standout games from Sunday to Wednesday, I wanted to start off with an open discussion between us uh, about the Mavs. So they lost two games in a row now to the Bulls and to the Raptors. Um, and I think they're 10th in the West now. So my main point of uh, discussion really, should the Mavs be better than what they are right now? Bear in mind, we're only early in the season, but 
Yes, yes, they should. They they finished seventh last year. Um, and even that was a bit like, eh, you, you could have done better. And and yeah. they're, they're, like you said, they're 10th now. But let me touch on the, t- the couple of games we spoke about. So, in fact, even more than that, let's stretch back a bit further back. So, yeah. I don't know if you remember, that they had an overtime win against Denver, um, which was which was pretty good because Jokic was doing Jokic things. Um, mm. And, and Luka, Luka came up big um, in overtime. And then from there, it's plummeted. Obviously, they, they lost. They lost to the. They lost to the Bucks. Understandable. They then lost to Chicago. Not understandable. And then they lost to Raptors. Harry, let me. Harry, can I stop you really quickly? Do you know what that coincides with? Go on. Porzingis coming back. Just putting out. There. Oh there my you days! Look, you need to stop I'm this. Just you need to I'm stop just saying. No, I'm just saying. Know, no, there, there is a bit more. To, there is more context to those losses. Yeah. So the Bulls lost. I was watching this on Sunday because it was on Sky Sports. They gave up 67 points in the first half. I don't really know what you expect to happen when you when you do that. You're you're already on the back foot. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't get me wrong. They've had they have, they have had their fair share of I say injuries, but just COVID cases really. There's, they have a lot of players out, so I'm going to give them blithe for that. But now this Raptors game. Let me give you the, the deep dive of this Raptors game. So <laughs> Rick Carlisle gets booted out in in in, in the first quarter. Yeah. Luca get Luca, Luca keeps trying to call. Luca's like, okay, you know what? Like he, he was he was acting all um I don't know entitled. So mm. I guess he's, he's he's a superstar, isn't he? So he was, he, was, he was looking for calls. He wasn't getting calls. Luca only shot the ball eleven times. Luca's average is twenty one for a game, even just That's this nice. season. Last season it was it was you round up it was, was twenty one as well. Okay, cool. So he shot eleven times. You're wondering what's going on here. Tim Hardaway Jr. My guy, former boy. <laughs> My guy. Zero zero from twelve <laughs> from the floor. Zero from like you're never gonna you're never gonna do anything oh. when when your second option is going zero for twelve from the floor. Um <laughs> like it's just not happening. Um like there's there's just there's just so many, there's so many things wrong. Um Josh Green and where's the wounded they, they look like they were playing against the team. I have mm. to be honest with you. Um KP was back, which is always good, but let's it's just say let's just say this, yeah. They'll be much better when they got the likes of um like Finney Smith, um, Josh Richardson, Max Kleber, Dwight Powell. These guys, when they come back, then I'll give you more. I'll give you, I'll give them more blight. Let's say that. Mm. But for, honestly, that Raptors loss, just the way it came about, I was looking at it, just there like, what do you expect? Like they, they, they lost their coach and they, they look like a team that just, they just, they lost their, their leader, man. And it just, it was pathetic, man. Just, just, just for a lack of a better word, in all honesty, man. I give yeah, them less, cool. give them less leeway yeah. because they had their two best players. Mm. They like, did. So, yeah. like for me, is look, you your team's down. This is what you expect from stars. Like I've heard it for years for a rave amount of stars. The people that I have agendas against, light skinned ones that play in Washington, I would say the same thing for them. <laughs> so it's like you're, the team's looking down. Your coach is ejected. All that like hardy ha. Your star player, pick it up. Your second option, pick it up. Really and truly, you said the second option is finished, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Paul Zingas is back. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, it's yeah. It, you're right, you're right. It, it is really KP, but I was giving KP a bit of like. No, I'm alright. Nah, no, don't, do don't do that. Don't do that. His, right? his game, his game looks like. I don't know how to describe it, but he ain't doing much. He's, oh. he's just doing pick and roll, pick and pop, and wow. catch and shoot. Yep. Wow. He gets a few post ups every now and again, but his post up game is not. He hasn't well, been great in the last two games. He's a but star outside role player. Those, outside of those three things, pick and roll, pick and pop, and catch and shoot, he has not been doing much offensively. And defensively, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that Bulls game, Luca had like 36, 16, and 15, or something ridiculous like that. He only had six points in the second half, yeah, but yeah, his he... passing was still great. 
Yeah. Uh, he had five of his 15 assists in the second half. So that six points, you know, isn't consistent with what he was doing in the first half of the game, but, you know... That, the game was why. over by the second, to be honest with you, man. Yeah, there was no Tim Hardaway Jr. in that Bulls game as well. Um, and then for the for the Raptors game, I thought the Raptors' defense on Luca was quite was quite good. Like every time he he came into the high pick and roll, they were blitzing the ice at those screens, and pretty much just getting the ball out of his hands and, and forcing him to commit a few a few turnovers. And you saw that like in the third quarter, the Raptors really just turned it on defensively, and they all could get out in transition and start moving the ball. And that's really where the Mavs lost the game was in that third quarter. Yeah, I agree. And on a side note with uh, with the Raptors, Pascal um, Siakam cannot do anything apart from spin moves. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding you. I watched in the third quarter, he had four <laughs> straight possessions where he touched the ball and he did a spin move on three of them. It's Yanis Esper. <laughs> you got a long wingspan, long legs, and like you're a powerful that can put the ball on the floor. Like Yanis does the same thing. A lot of his moves, I, th- I think it was against Celtics when they got three offensive fouls in a row on Yanis just for, he's going to pound inside, try to do a spin move, you can call a charge, get it off. And Siakam's the same, it's like, you want to drive... I feel like he's, he's not in the correct role. Because he's, he's essentially the Raptors' number one option now, offensively. But I don't think he's a number one option guy. He's a yeah, solid two. Not. Yeah. If that, I mean, if last that. year he he wasn't even a solid two in the in in um in the in, in the playoffs. So I mean, if awful. that, let's say that. Yeah. Mm. And, and when just... and even in the championship, um, when when they when they won their chip in uh, 2019, would you have said he was the second or third option behind behind Lowry, or, or behind yeah, um yeah. behind Kawhi rather? Who's third? Kawhi, Kawhi Lowry, he's, and then yeah, exactly. So he, I mean, he's over sometimes though because he got that MIP. So, I mean, but yeah, I'm, you see how life is. You see how life is very different for someone offensively when you have options to take away some of the defense from you. Now that Kawhi is there, not commanding double teams and not putting up 25, 26 a night, the defense is more focused on him, and he's been struggling and inconsistent so far this season. He's had good stretches, but I think he's had more negative stretches than positive stretches so far. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 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 with you on that regard. I, I think this is another big season for for Pascal Siakam. In in all honesty, it's difficult though because as as Yaz would say, um, he wants he wants Raptors to blow it up. So it's 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 a difficult but time, no. but he needs to he, he needs to press home now because for me, I feel like he just needs to he needs to reassure some people who who previously ranked him at said said height, and that's people like me. Because right now, like you saying, outside of spin moves, what's he giving you? Man? He's mm. yeah, yeah, but Enigma, the to say the least. The Mavs, um, in those two games that you mentioned, Obi, that they lost back to back, they scored one hundred and one against the against the Bulls, and then ninety three yeah. against the Raptors. Yeah. So you're basically scraping and struggling to score hundred points a game. This is not the Mavs that we saw last season, where they were number one in offensive rating. Kind of missing no reason why they. They kind of missing Seth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They are missing Seth. That is true. But I mean, when when like I said, when Hardaway Junior shooting zero for twelve, man, you like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 72 million that's my bet um, <laughs> uh, cool so just quickly to round off on the Mavs actually um, where do you think they end up I'm curious yeah. Yeah. they'll be in the playoffs they'll mm. be in the playoffs I think it's kind of hard to judge with, with this with the lower tiers of the uh, of the West because like two games and you could go from fifth to being 12th yeah. so <laughs> I don't want to make a call on whether they'll be in the playoffs or not I think Porzingis mm-hmm. needs to step up a little bit, but I think they'll be hovering around around that you know eight, nine, ten area. Mm. If Porzingis actually plays, but you know, yeah, whatever. yeah. I mean, last 
honestly, like this this clear agenda against against Paul Ziggins is I, hilarious. I mean. I'm just I'm just saying he doesn't play a lot of games. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He, he does like to get he does like to get injured. Um, I'm I'm saying, oh boy, um, eighth is their best bet. I think I think I think highest highest they're, they're touching seventh, but mm. eighth maybe a, maybe a playing game. Obviously, we've got that now with a shortened season, so. Mm. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd a strong seven. I'd, I'd say seven tops. Probably going to be nine. I think nine. Yeah, I think nine. Fair. Okay. So, Shaq, I'm going to come to you now. Uh, so, the Heat played the Pistons twice in the past few days. Won one, lost one. Um, I think your record's not great at the minute. Um, seven. Yeah. So, my... smile now. <laughs> Smile, Shaq. What's my, my question is, how do, you, how do you feel about this? And are you optimistic for the rest of the season? Yeah, the Lakers will do great. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> unbelievable. Go Bron. Go AD. You know what, yeah? Listen, no like, shame. I'm, I, I have shame at times. But for me, it's like, I'm the biggest critic of the Miami Heat. Like I said at the beginning of the year, like, this is the year where no one expected it last year. This year, lights are on you. But again, Corona's a mad thing. So Jimmy's gone. And the thing about Heat and being in a spose system, bar when LeBron was there with D-Wade, etc. He plays a team system. And when you're playing like that, it means that if certain pieces are missing, the whole, sink, the whole ship is sunk. And you can see that right now. So we tried with Hero at point guard. He was doing really well. But you still need that factor of Jimmy Butler, Bama Adebayo, that was missing. And we started losing games there. Then now Tyler Harrell's not played for two games. Jimmy's still not playing. Bam's back. Bam's dropping 28 like he does, like, because he's cold. But we're playing Kelly Olynyk, bro. Kelly Olynyk is getting 24 minutes on the court, where I would prefer playing someone like Precious. We're playing... um. Oh my God! See, like this is the thing. I forgot your name. <laughs> the only positive I can take away from some of these games is Mo Harkless hasn't bounced the ball for about two games because mm. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Harkless play. Um, let me find his name. One second. Mm, where are you? In- Vincent. Gabe Vincent went from nine minutes a uh, uh, nine minutes a game last year to twenty two minutes this year. Like. It's hard to critique the heat right now, but mm. it's a thing where you can see we have a lot of system players and we're a system-based team, and we need our team to get back into it. The games that we did see, so the game that we lost, Lord have mercy. It's the Pistons, bro. Derek Rose dropped 21 off the bench. Yeah. Jeremy Grant is baby KD, apparently. Like, I, I don't get it. He's dropping 24 points. And then you got Bam dropping 20s, which is good, but then Duncan Robertson isn't anything else besides catch and shoot freeze. And when it's not dropping, you can't do anything else. Goran Dragic put in some decent minutes and that's decent. Like there's nothing else in our team. There's no substance besides when we actually are full team playing together mm-hmm. and hitting out. But when it comes to playoff time and we're fully fit, I want everyone to come talk to me again, innit? Like, you know I was going to say, do you have any expectations for when the playoffs come about? Um, well, you know, we're the best team in the East. Are and- you? You think so? Sorry, who's got the championship right now for the I'm, just, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just on the clarification. I'm going to let you get away with that, Shaq. He's still conference championship. We have been uncrowned. <laughs> yeah. There is a current standing 
and it says Eastern Conference champions, Miami Heat. No, this is nuts. Yeah? <laughs> Yeah? No, no, no. I'm not letting that go by. He are the best team in the East so to date. So until you uncrown uh, until the playoffs, respect thy kings. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Okay. So what makes you better? I won't even. I won't even say uh, Milwaukee because fair enough. You you got past them with ease. What makes you better than Philadelphia this season? And what makes you better than Brooklyn this season? Better than Philadelphia, we can actually somewhat defend and not concede 100 points every single game. We've done it, Philadelphia. Even the coach has said we're still working on that defensive side. I mean, you did you did, you did, did um, concede 120 points to the Detroit. Teams are fully fit. Where's our star players? Oh, OK, OK. Cool. Better than Brooklyn Nets. All of our team has a better trim than KD. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something dumb was coming. I knew it, I knew it. Get at me. Harden's hairline receding, Kyrie non-existent. Like, talk to me. But no, in, in all honesty, like, we are the best team in the East, respectfully. But when it comes to the playoffs, I'd say we're going to get second round and get slapped, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> I see it coming somewhere there. If, if we play against Boston, it's lights out for them. They're gone. But that, that I, think... I do want to see. That I do want to see. That would right. be a good matchup. Right. Because I... They're I like trash. the same. That's that's personally the reason, to be honest with you. They're trash, bro. They're done. They have like, the best record in the East at the moment, though. To be fair on them. That's because they missed a week. Yeah. To be fair, the East is the East has three number one seeds right now. Yeah, they're on. Yeah. The Knicks are, are sick. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> and, and that's that's to start, that's to tell you something. Don't worry about right now. Yeah, you focus on the future. Okay. Well, how 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 far in seedings do you do you think you you guys get? Uh, I would go for top six. Okay. I don't know exactly where. I'd say we'll go six to three, around about. But that's depending on injuries, Corona, and streaks of games. In a sense, so yeah. No, no way you guys are getting the number three seed. Greg, there's, there's yeah. Brooklyn, there's the Celtics, there's the Sixers, and the Pacers, and the Bucks. The Pacers and, and, the, and the Bucks. So what did I say? You said the Pacers, the Sixers, Nets, and Celtic. Yeah, yeah, and Bucks. So, of the four or five teams you mentioned there, who did we beat last year? That's last year. Let's, let's talk about, about now, Shaq. Let's talk about now. <laughs> Forget last year. No, no, no. But Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. Wait, 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 wait. But I, I don't think Greg is saying that you may not have be good opposition for them in the playoffs. He's just saying regular season, regular yeah, season, like regular season. Milwaukee are like some gods. Yeah, as we've seen. Yeah, that was last season. Focus on now. All right. That's, that's, that's the old days. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about the old days. <laughs> the old I'll, I'll say I'll say six to three, depending on luck and streaks, as I said. Like we could get a run of form that could be filthy. But again, like this year, as I said in the beginning of the year, like Miami, we won't be it. We won't be the team that you saw last year. Because everyone, it's like you've had your breakout year. So now everyone's watching for you and waiting for you. And now that they have a plan to go against us, what are you going to do to react? And right now, we ain't reacting. Mm. So let's go, Lakers. <laughs> Speaking of the Lakers, uh, Harold, I want to come to you with this. Yes. So, winning streak. The Lakers were on. It's, it's gone now. Steph come. Took the game to them. So how do you feel about that? What a frustrating game this was. Um, I, watched I think the- they were down 14 in the fourth, weren't they? Or something like yeah, that. So, so they, were down, they were down 11 to end, to end, of, to end of the third, and then we extended the lead to 14. Um, 
the lake our, our record right now is, is 11 it's 11 to 4 yeah 11 wins four losses all four losses have come at at, at staples all four losses have come at home <clears throat> don't tell, don't ask me why i couldn't tell you why so mm. this game was seriously frustrating for two reasons for two names lebron and ad yeah <laughs> namely the former so obviously you guys know how much i love lebron james however when he does madness i need to pick him up on it two turnovers he conceded down the stretch from travels why you travel? You just you, you just forgot to bounce the ball, forgot to bounce the ball, and then that was it. Possession lost. But there was one in particular that really pissed me off. Yeah, so he was about to inbound the ball. He was about to inbound the ball to KCP. KCP is being smothered by Kelly Oubre Jr. LeBron still plays, still passes him the ball with Kuzma mm. free on his right hand side, and then just like that, it gets poked out, and and they lose possession again. And just like that, mm. the the worst part is, yeah, Steve Kerr was about to wrap it all up. He's like, I'm down 14. Like, it's okay. Like, it's a regular season game. Like, we move. This, these are the Lakers. These, these are the champions. Like, we, we move on. But for some reason, like, you know, let me just leave Let me just leave my stars out there just for a couple more minutes. Stars? Dray- <laughs> well, I say stars, but yeah, you know what I mean. Draymond, okay. Draymond, Draymond and Steph, they were like, okay, they smoked blood. And and the Lakers the Lakers got really lax um, down the home stretch. Steph Curry hit a, a couple of, a, a couple of, well, one really big three, the dagger mm. three, um, to extend mm. the lead to five with like a, a couple minutes um, remaining. And Dr- Draymond was good, man. He was, he was disruptive. He was, he was getting, he was getting important buckets. I think there's a, a lot of credit to them, man. A lot of credit to them. But all I'm saying is, yeah, I'd rather us learn a lesson from conceding a, a big lead in the regular season than multiple times in the second round of the Western Conference Finals. Oh, sorry, in 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 in, in the second round of, of the Western Conference. Ain't that right, Clippers? That's all I can say, yeah? <laughs> I think, you know what, yeah? The, pro- the problem with the Lakers is, like, you just know when it comes to playoffs... Flip the switch. Animal. I don't, don't care about what happened in February, like... We don't care what happened in Jan or December. That's, that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, like, they're, they're playing they're, hard. Do you really LeBron think and AD in a dire moment like that, you really think LeBron's inbounding the ball, bro? Never. <laughs> like, so it's one of them ones. They they tested something out. Credit to Golden State Warriors, like they done their thing for once in the past year and a bit. But it's it's the Lakers. We we don't. It's the Lakers. It's LeBron. It's the other guy that plays for them. It's LeBron, bro. Like, however, however, look, there is a point to be said on AD this season. I think he has been below the boil. For for some people going into the season, they had him. They had him as a shout for MVP, and he just hasn't mm. looked. He hasn't looked like that. And can't couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but he needs to up his game because LeBron, LeBron's, LeBron's going to be Bron. Like he's shown you it in how many seasons before he'll always give you always you always give you something a bit extra in the postseason. AD, however, doesn't have that equity built up yet, and I want to see more from him in a regular season. Well, I was AD ask. is like ten years younger than LeBron, so the, <laughs> whereas it's 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 understandable why LeBron is is pacing himself because he's 36, 36, yeah. 36, 36 now, yeah. 17th or eighteenth season. You know, people were really looking for AD to break out, but I think if you, the, the the other side of that is that the Lakers are still top in the West. Mm-hmm. I think they have the best record overall in the NBA. Yeah, they do. Um, you can tell that they're you know deliberately taking a step back, um, and I think like they are benefiting from the rest of the other teams in the NBA just running around like headless chickens mm-hmm. rather than them actually being the Lakers, which we know that they can be. And so far, it's working for them. So I have no, I have no qualms. I was going to ask, Harold, is like, do you think that a whole AD thing might be something to do with fatigue? Are there any other players who went deep in the playoffs last season 
yes, who are uh, doing really well now. Miami Heat. Oh, no. Who are doing really well. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I'm, Denver aren't doing so great. Um, I suppose Jokic Yo- is doing but, well. But then, yeah, Jokic is. But, I mean, to be fair, they also lost Torrey Craig. And, obviously, they lost... Um, uh, they lost Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah, but I think on, on, on an individual basis, is anyone who uh, went deep ooh. playing well? Murray has been inconsistent, actually. It might be. It might be. Murray's always like that. Murray's season. Murray's always like that. I found man. Like I, mm. he, I, that's the first time I saw him actually turn up and actually be consistent in in the playoffs last year. Um, mm. who's who went who went who went long? Who who went for a while? Um, Jimmy Buckets obviously he 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 was great, but I, I've barely seen him play this year. Um. Mm. Honestly, Yannis? aside from y- Yannis, but Yannis is wait no, he, he didn't go far in the playoffs. When did oh, he? Oh yeah, no, second round. round. Second, yeah, conference was um Boston, right? Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean Tatum was playing more. Yeah, Tatum and Brown. Tatum and Brown. Tatum and Brown. Yeah, yeah, Tatum and Brown have been playing well. Jokic has been doing Jokic things. The guy's a bit of a freak. Okay, yeah. Fair um, Jokic's game is based around also being reserved with energy. Like he will stand, and get the ball pop. Like yeah. it's cool. Mm-hmm. So like he's not got to exert as much energy as most people, but like to do what AD and Braun and even like the extent of Tatum and Brown to to say fatigue, I I don't mind saying fatigue for them. Like it's mm. it a long road and it's seventy two days of rest. Like Bam as well, actually. To be fair, but yeah, yeah. That- Bam is quality, so yeah, I'm 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 not surprised by that at all, man. So mm. yeah, no, to be fair, I guess you could put some of it down to fatigue, but I don't want it to be too much of a cop out, um, because yeah. if it's down to fatigue, then just... no, you got you, you have to Why give the Warriors with? credit as well, okay? Because they were they were chipping away all game long, and um, for me, the play of the game was past was Pascal because he was just taking it to the Lakers' interior defense. I think he finished with 19 points or so, and then you saw in the fourth quarter, um, the the Warriors were just clipping um chipping away, chipping away. And then that Curry and Draymond high screen and roll um, led to like three or four openings in the final few minutes. You know, Draymond's able to catch the ball in that free throw line area. I think he made a layup once, dished for another assist. Kelly Uber Jr. finally put the ball on the floor and took it to the basket. <laughs> and then that kind of like collapses the interior D and then Curry gets the switch he wants on AD and hits the dagger. So you have to give um, credit to the Warriors where it's due. They, um, yeah, sure. they got the job done. And like, for, for me, it's, a, it's funny because... Everyone's getting onto like the Lakers, like, oh my god, you lost to the Warriors, and they lost by two points, like really and truly. Yeah, it, it's not that much of a catastrophe. And then yeah. the person that I'm actually waiting on that I thought was going to be a very big game changer so far for the Lakers and waiting for it to catch up is Wesley Matthews. I mean, I think he dropped what he dropped four points in that Warriors game. Like, I'm just waiting for him to catch on and just start draining threes, like, please, now, ASAP, because boy, yeah, I, I'm. I- I'm expecting him to be every Bradley plus more for for this yeah for for, for this year. So yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that as well, for sure. But didn't he, didn't he tear his ACL or MCL? He played on against Warriors. Where's no, he... I'm talking about Wesley, Wesley Matthews. No, I don't think so. No, no not, not right now. I'm talking in the past. Oh, Last yeah. year, didn't he Last have a big he injury? Him. Last year he played. It might have been two years ago. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought he had a big injury in his past. And I was going to say that, like, not everyone can be can be KD and John Wall. So, that's impacting his Fair enough. Yeah. I hear, I, I get you. So, you're basically saying just give him some time. It's funny you say that, but then when I said that about, K, about, about KP, you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> no, <it's> just... <laughs> the gender's have to run, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. 
So, Greg, I want to come to you for the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks game. Yes. Uh, what did you Ooh. think of what did you think of the game? This, this was this was, I think, one of the first games, if not the first game of the season, where I was like, damn, I wish there were fans in the arena. Because mm. this was a very close game all the way throughout, and it came down to the final shot. Um, what can I say, man? Harden and KD on the same team is <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's, 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 I think for me, like Harden's ability to literally just like flick a switch and go from being a traditional point guard to being a scorer is almost unparalleled in the league. Like you're seeing him try to get his teammates involved. Jeff Green is hitting threes. Joe Harris is trying to get open looks. And then when it hits that third, that third quarter, that second half, he's just like, okay, let me start scoring now. Um, and his ability to just blow by the defense and get inside and finish with layups and and floaters is is almost unmatched in the league. Um, mm. His passing is elite. Second straight game of over ten assists. Um, DeAndre Jordan sucks. He had the worst. <laughs> He had the worst 12-point, 100% field goal game I've ever seen. <laughs> we can't jump over a piece of paper right now. Um, they really need to get rid of him. Um, KD, I think, struggled to start the game in terms of shooting-wise, percentage-wise, but he, you know, flipped the switch and, and was just raining jump shots on top of that um, Bucks team. I was surprised to not see Yanis step up and guard KD. Yeah. Um, through, especially down the stretch, they kind of left Middleton and some of the other players on him. And I think Yanis had a, had a good game for the first, you know, three and a half quarters. But really what you're seeing from the Bucks is that when the game's on the line, it's like the Middleton show. And so Middleton, like, has the ball at the top, high pick and roll, and he gets to that free throw line elbow area and he's just able to just shoot, shoot. DeAndre wasn't playing good pick and roll defense. And the Bucks just kind of ride the coattails of Middleton uh, in these close games. He's a bucket, though. I rate Middleton a lot, especially yeah. like due to them late game things. I think he shot something like 10 or 20 on 50%, basically. Like, he, he was good. I think, for me, that game, the scary thing for the Nets fans you need to see is you still can't defend. And you mm. couldn't defend yeah. with a big before, and you couldn't get rebounds with Allen in the team. You then got rid of that, and then you're asking for DeAndre Jordan to do it all. Mm. You yeah. will learn. <laughs> well, like I said last podcast, they added to their, to their strengths and took away from their weaknesses. Their yep. weakness was interior defense, and now they've got rid of their who, who the guy who was their starting center because DeAndre started the season and then got benched for um for Allen. Allen. And then that last game before the trade, DeAndre was benched for the entire game. Yep. So you almost you almost increased Allen's value to the trade market right before you traded him away. Uh, and then DeAndre goes from being a, a, a bench being benched to playing 30, 35 minutes a night. Um I think the only quote unquote worrying thing I've seen outside of the defense, like offensively for the Nets, is that like they have gone into stretches where they can't necessarily score. When KD and Harden aren't on the floor, when it's just one of them on the floor, outside of KD and Harden, the other guys on the team aren't scoring the ball well. Mm. Um, and you've kind of relied two games in a row on Harden and KD going, you know, like so. dropping 30 and going into that scorer's mentality, which you know, you are getting Kyrie back tonight against the Cavs, but you know, if if Harden and KD have those games where they can't, um, you know, they can't get a bucket and they are shooting poorly, which you know they are human at the end of the day, it's on those other role players and bench guys to step up. I feel mm. like so far they've been bailed out by those two, and with the open looks that they you know are getting or should be getting with, with that amount of star power on the team, they really need to start um, shooting a lot better. Yeah, and the scary thing is they have a history too have them games where they just don't shoot well in the playoffs as well. Like both, obviously we've seen OKC um, 
KD and Harden all of his Rockets career. So it's like you you will have them games and hopefully you might have Kyrie to fall back on. But when it comes to stopping someone, who? I don't get it. Like your bench unit was the your depth was the scary thing as well. Then you got rid of Karis. Hopefully Spencer's back for you. Does Spencer want to be the six man? Not sure. It's it's scary. I don't I don't think he's coming back. He did he hit on his Twitter he's coming back for uh playoffs. I think it's time for the playoffs. Apparently, yes. Yeah. Something like that. It wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't a full ACL tear, right? He just nah, like, it wasn't, sprained no. it or tweaked it. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. He's coming back in the season somewhere and we'll see how it works. But then again, he's going to have to get time to get used to playing again. Mm. And you, you can't defend you and you have no height in your team to rebound. I feel like a team like the Sixers, give the ball to Embiid on the inside, it's eaten. Like Yanis, getting, Yanis had a good game and he actually shot good from the free throw line. I think he shot 75%. He they challenged him to shoot threes. He didn't shy away from doing it. Five threes. Did you see the air ball? It's yeah. so rude. <laughs> it's so rude, <laughs> isn't it? He started, he started the game shooting well. He started the game shooting yeah, well from very long distance. But then but I liked it, that he bricked three of them and said, you know what? I ah, forget it. Like mm. other certain people that were there to shoot in the playoffs kept shooting for the Houston Rockets and they lost. I knew it. I knew that was coming. I knew it. <laughs> but, but like I, for me, it's scary when you have if they get high against them, against 76ers, for instance, I see Ben Simmons trying to look up KD, and then if they get inside, it's over. DeAndre Jordan's gonna like, stop, please. The the worrying thing is to get to the to get to the finals, they have to go well. To get to the finals, they may go through Embiid, who is gonna, you know, pose a lot of issues from down low. And if they get past the Sixers, which I think they will overall. They then possibly have to go up against the Lakers in the final, and then you have AD down low. Yep. So I think, I, I mean, I said it last podcast, I've said it on my Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if they do end up trading Kyrie for some depth in defense. Yeah. So, so far from those two games, you know, Harden and KD is more than enough you need offensively. Joe Harris, too. I'll give him a shout out as well. Yeah. Fuck it. Cool. So with that, I think we'll wrap up the episode for today. Uh, so thanks, Greg. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Shaq, for joining me. Pleasure. No worries. Thank you. To, thank you for anyone who's listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Courtside Frackers for any late, latest NBA news, any hot takes. You know, hot take Harold's always on the account, so you always. can always have a bit of <laughs> always a bit of uh, bit of banter to go around. Um, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Peace. Peace. Podcast Network.